the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. We're going to get to the new speaker, same as the last seven. We'll get to that. But when we discuss the so-called meeting between the Chinese Communist leader and our dimwit in diapers, and the ridiculousness of putting Joe Biden in public, the walking corpse that he is, how weak and feeble he not only looks, but how he makes our country look. Am I supposed to forget that we have a decade of payoffs and bribery to Joe Biden's crime family? From a liaison, a plethora of communist link to this strong man in China. Am I supposed to pretend that this is business as usual or Nixon in the 70s? We got some advice for Joe Biden from the very own original Chinese communist defector, Charlie Chan. In future, remember, tongue often hang man quicker than rope. Fool. Now, Joe Biden wasn't going to take any risks. Oh, no. He had the lip gloss out, puckered up, and he's kissing the ass of his Chinese paymaster, isn't he? Well, Mr. President, it's good to see you again. We've spent many hours together over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, and uh, to host you in the United States has been a great honor and a pleasure. This is the guy who's buzzing our ships. There he is. This is the guy buzzing our ships, funding our enemies. And this is the ass kisser and chief, the traitor and thief, who links right back to tens of millions of dollars in bribery to him and his ugly, homely, short-in-the-pants family. And yet, I don't see anybody. Where's the speaker? Oh, he went on vacation. The speaker of the House, the conservative Republican. He went on vacation. Happy Thanksgiving. You should have known when he started quoting the Bible that he was going to stab you in the back. In the meantime, it's funny to watch the most loathsome Chicago Democrat mafia short in the pants crew heckle correctly the so-called speaker and Republicans in general. And the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Mr. Speaker, next week, Americans across the country are going to gather around their dinner tables and share what they're thankful for. And I hope my Republican colleagues will use that moment to reflect on how lucky you are to work with us House Democrats. I hope you're thankful for that time last June when the Republicans were on the verge of driving us into an economic default and Democrats stepped up, helped you out, and provided the votes needed to make sure we didn't. I hope you're thankful 
for that time 45 days ago when you were driving us to the edge of an economic shutdown and once again Democrats stepped up, helped you out, and made sure we kept the government open for the American people. I hope you're thankful for that time this week when Democrats once again had to be the adults in the room, didn't throw any punches, but made sure that even though the Republican majority couldn't pass the new speaker stopgap measure, we did, and we kept the government open for a few more weeks. So this Thanksgiving, I'd ask all of you, be thankful, and whatever you do, just don't be that crazy uncle who won't stop yapping about Hunter Biden. Mr. Speaker, you're welcome, and I yield back. Isn't it funny? No. Isn't it funny? It is funny. Because we are still pretending Joe Biden is a legitimate president rather than an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. As the leader of the Chinese Communist Party comes to our shores and heckles us in the same way Sean Caston wishes he could. Even though that was pretty good for a short-in-the-pants mafia member who destroyed not just a great city in Chicago, County of Cook, but now the state of Illinois writ large. Not to mention DuPage. How you doing in DuPage? Just happy you're not the Magnificent Mile, right? This is how low your standards get when you have a Democrat mafia posing as a political party. Well, here's the good news. You once again will be hampered, even though the Republicans continue to fund this Ponzi scheme of an economy. You will be hampered because we're going to go full speed ahead. Joe Biden at the orders of his Chinese communist paymaster, will use the excuse of climate change to knuckle us under the whole time the Charlie Chan impersonator is sitting there smiling and laughing at us. We also have a responsibility to our people and the work and the world uh, to work together when we see it in our interest to do so. Isn't he brilliant? Brilliant, isn't he? In the meantime, we're in competition, not conflict. This time of year, about a year and a day ago, we met in Bali on the sidelines of the G20. Since then, key members of our teams... Did he ask him, I wonder, did he ask him about funding Russia? Did he ask him about his links to Hamas or the Taliban in Afghanistan after Joe Biden delivered the country? Did he ask him about the mineral rights or the profiteering and the theft of our technology? What do you think this short-in-the-pants mafia Don? Asked him, do you think he folded like the Teamster boss did yesterday, like a little girl? I've had important discussions on issues matters to both our nations and to the world. But as always, there is no substitute to -to face-to-face discussions. Yeah, as I read from a card because I can't speak in sentences anymore. I remember when you did speak in sentences. I remember when you were just a two-bit whore Democrat-elected politician before you became a lobbyist for communists and enemies foreign and domestic. We want to see China rise, to continue to rise in a responsible way that will benefit you most, China. By the way, listen to the difference, Squirrel, in his cadence from 2015 to now that the dementia has eaten about 42% of his brain. We want to see China rise, to continue to rise in a responsible way that will benefit you most, China, because you have an important role to play. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world, and selfishly for the United States. So you're going to be told on business channels that China's got some problems. they got credit problems. As our GDP is 130%, I mean, our debt is, a, is 130% of our GDP. As we can't exist without the, the so-called Republicans financing this Ponzi scheme subsidized economy we're running on. And you're going to be told that China's bad. And now in the meantime, the market rallies and Facebook is up 300%. And there's not a person on a business channel that can tell you why. Not one. When the real reason is, Sean Caston knows why. Because the Republicans in the so-called new speaker just decided to fund in perpetuity this 
Ponzi scheme. And you're told that you're not supposed to, don't worry, we're not going to pass any omnibus bills. We don't have to. The bills are already in play. The financing of those bills is what could have been stopped, but it won't be stopped. It won't be stopped any more than Hunter Biden will be prosecuted. Oh, I know, Sean Kasten. Don't talk about Hunter Biden. And why would you? The fix is in as if he was a Democrat alderman like Ed Burke or Mike Madigan. The fix is in, and you know it's in. In the meantime, we're going to get lectured to by traitors and thieves. So rather than focus on the dimwit and diapers, let's go to the one who really got away with it, Nancy Pelosi. And there has to be some more clarity in people understanding all that this president did whether it's about the economy, the environment, cost of prescription drugs, the list goes on and on. And uh, that message has to be out there, too. Here's a message that has to be out here. See, Nancy Pelosi made it hundreds of millions in China, too, both through her husband and through lobbying, just like Dianne Feinstein. My question is, when Xi Jinping is here, is he going to visit every asset of the Chinese Communist Party? Or is he just going to go to the one in diapers? I'm wondering. See, it's like we forgot. The way the communist Chinese think. I always like to reflect on who I view as one of the worst Republican elected officials in the history of this country. However, he did tell the truth, mainly because he was broke and he would have showed up for $50 at a birthday party or a bar mitzvah. He is Richard Nixon after he left in disgrace. The answer is that as far as the Chinese are concerned, their primary interest is China, always China. That's number one. Their secondary interest is philosophy. It doesn't mean that Mao Zedong was not a very dedicated Marxist communist, call him what you want. And the same is true of Zhou Enlai. But where there is conflict between the ideology and their security, their security comes first. And so as far as they were concerned, in Iran, they liked the Shah of Iran, even though he was anti-communist. And they did not support the Tuda Party, which was the communist party in Iran. And as far as we were concerned, we were their ideological enemy. But on the other hand, as far as the security of China was concerned, we were absolutely indispensable to that security. And so as far as the Soviet Union was concerned, the Soviet Union was Marxist, communist, call it what you will. So was China. But the Soviet Union threatened China's security. And so every time you look at the Chinese, you've got to think of them in those terms. So now that we have an untold amount of Chinese Communist Party entering through our southern border, see, it's not just the Sinaloa cartels, although I'm sure we can trace the Chinese Communist Party to the Sinaloas in the way we, we traced Hamas, Hezbollah, and Houthi without the blowfish, Kamala Harris. All to the southern border. Christopher Ray was before another phony propaganda wing pretending to answer questions about his inability to secure the southern border, or exactly who is on the watch list. So those individuals, that, that, that watch list that we talk about, uh, why do you think in four years before this there were only 11, and suddenly there are uh, 294 in the past few years? Because the Chinese Communist Party was able to input a, a, an ally in the sitting president of the United States. You see, an asset of the traitors both foreign and domestic, the Communist Party, is now our president. And on day one, the first thing he did was make a freeway for his allies in the communists and the drug dealers in the Middle Eastern scum around the world to all come in the southern border. Why do you think that's so? I can't, I can't really speak to, you know, to, to that issue. It's not, not in my lane, I can tell you. Whoa, 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 not in your lane. You flying around on the FBI private jet going to visit your family. 
in, uh, in, in, in northern New York. What, what are you doing? The Adirondacks. He takes the private jet squirrel after the means to the Adirondacks to catch up with his wife and kids as they celebrate on our dime. And this is not in your lane, Christopher Ray. The threats that come from the other side of the border uh, are very much consuming all 56 of our field offices, not just in the border states. Uh, that's why I made the point. For sure, I, I, about I agree. What, if I heard you correctly, what you just said is not every state in the country is a border state now. Is that what you just said? Well, I didn't. I mean, the threats to every that state. way, but the threats that come from the other side of the border are affecting every state. Absolutely, one hundred percent. What was on display today was the absolute evidence that our country is infiltrated by communist sympathizers in the bureaucracy. They're not interested in solving any of these problems. The sad part is. The Republicans, who are supposed to stand for something, just funded it all once again. So I'm hoping that they will remove Mike Johnson on principle alone. But we shall see, because one thing's for certain. Charlie Chan had it right all along, all the time. That reminds me, Mr. Chan, what confusion says. Confusion says that you can fool most of the people some of the time, and some of the people most of the time. But you can't fool all the people all the time. No, Birmingham. No, not Confucian. Confucius say that. Oh, no, Pop, you're both wrong. It wasn't Confucius. It was Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was disciple of Confucius. Is that so? I didn't even know that they knew each other. Did you, Jimmy? No, I didn't. Did you? No. (laughs) I've been waiting for years to use a good Charlie Chan clip. We'll be back after this. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Open Gangnam Style. To watch Christopher Ray and my Orcus. To watch the celebration of the failed Democrats, the corrupt Democrats, as the Republicans rubber stamp the money. It's nauseating, it truly is. But one thing's for certain. They've got plans in the works. And when I say they, I mean government. Government knows exactly what's going on. And I'm wondering if what'll come first, the next COVID shutdown or another terrorist attack. It was fun to watch Christopher Ray guess. Can the FBI guarantee the American people that known or suspected terrorists, including any from Hamas or other terror groups, are not amongst those gotaways. Squirrel, what'd you say? You want to be put down uh, ten dollars on terrorist attack before COVID shutdown booked covered? Well, certainly the the group of people that you're talking about are sorts of of great concern for us. That's why we're aggressively using all 56 of our joint terrorism task forces. There, but there's really no way for you to guarantee that Hamas isn't in those. Well, I, again, the, as you say, there's the unknown unknown and the known unknown. Right. Uh, oh, I love a good Rumsfeld reference. I really do. In the meantime, you did know that you had some that were on the watch list. Do you know what you did with them? What did you do with the th- nearly 770-something, whatever it was, that you caught? You do know where they are, don't you, Christopher? Are there people that you are still searching for that we don't know where they are in the United States? Of the known apprehensions, KSTs, known or suspected terror people, match list to the terror watch list. Well, uh, are you still searching are- for people in the United States that we know match the terror watch list? 
I'm not sure I can answer that here uh, because it's a constantly moving Director target. A, yes. Uh, are there people that match the terror watch list that were apprehended by CBP that the FBI and other agencies are searching for in the United States? There are certainly individuals who are uh, the subject of terrorism investigations that we are searching. So I'm just I like to think downfield, you know, it's the old investor in me. So he quotes Rumsfeld and now he says we've lost terrorists. We don't know where they are. We caught them and then we we took their information. We gave him a cell phone and we let him go. And it reminds me of the last time we heard from a lying swindler. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. And you know what happens, Will? The next day, a terrorist, allegedly, flew a plane right into the budget office. So I wonder what's coming tomorrow. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Aggravated, how are you? Uh, Aggravated, too. What I wanted to say is the Democrats are uh, right again... Uh, the Republicans don't know how to lead, and, and they keep they keep laughing at them, the Democrats. Uh, what should have been done is they should have told them, if we don't get the, uh, the border secured and closed, and if we don't get our uh, spending cuts, then you might as well order your uh, turkeys and your Christmas why would they? Why would they ever, ever agree to anything the Republicans say? The Republicans keep fun. What's spending cuts? It's never been a spending. Shut the government down. I agree with you. In 14 years, two-thirds of our debt was added in 14 years. The whole country, 200 and years. And in the last 14, $23 trillion. And that's after we sent the Tea Party guys. After. So when you're heckled by a short-in-the-pants Chicago Democrat scum, an inside policy profiteer, an heiress like Sean Caston. When you're heckled by it, he's right. And the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Mr. Speaker, next week, Americans across the country are going to gather around their dinner tables and share what they're thankful for. And I hope my Republican colleagues will use that moment to reflect on how lucky you are to work with us House Democrats. Wrong. Where's Sean Caston? I mean, wh- wh- where's Mike Johnson? Did my- Oh, he's on vacation. I wonder how much money has flown into, into Mike Johnson's coffers after he won the gavel. It must have been enough for him to completely turn his back on the principles that people put him in there for. And by the way, if that's not enough insult today, Sean Caston celebrating the spending bill. This is going on. He's facing that criminal case on tax and gun charges. Everybody remembers that sweetheart plea deal that fell apart over the summer after the judge could not make any sense of it. Well, now the president's son is moving to subpoena former President Trump former AG Bill Barr, and two others. So the president's son attorney... You know what it is? I'm not a sports guy, but isn't it the best defense is a good offense? That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And it keeps all the focus from the fact that the Chinese communist paymaster who owns the White House is in town, and he's laughing at us a little bit more than Sean Caston is. And Secretary Marcus, I don't want you to feel left out at all. So I want to touch really quickly on the Homeland Intelligence Experts Group. 
that raises some really questionable concerns about the department's impartiality and objectivity. So isn't it true that on September 19, 2013, the department announced the establishment of the Homeland Intelligence Expert Group to provide advice and perspectives on intelligence and national security efforts to the Office of Intelligence and Analysis, INA, and the Department's Office of Counterterrorism and their coordinator, yes or no? We, we recently announced uh, the group. Yes, I'm not sure perfect. So isn't it true that the composition of this so-called experts group includes former top-level intelligence officer uh, officers James Clapper, Brennan, and Paul Colby? They're all back. All the names. All of the people that colluded. All of the ties directly to enemies foreign and domestic. They're all back. I believe so, yes. Okay, so are you aware that Clapper, Brennan, and Colby all signed a now discredited public statement on October 19th, 2020, that incorrectly implied the New York Post reporting about Hunter Biden's laptop and influence peddling? That- whoa, 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 you can't talk about that. You heard Sean Kasten. You heard Sean We don't talk about that anymore. He got away with it. Like Mike Madigan, Ed Burke, the Dailies, and all the other Democrat crime family. I hope you're thankful for that time last June when the Republicans were on the verge of driving us into an economic default and Democrats stepped up, helped you out, and provided the votes needed to make sure we didn't. I hope you're thankful for that time 45 days ago when you were driving us to the edge of an economic shutdown and once again Democrats stepped up, helped you out, and made sure we kept the government open for the American people. I hope you're thankful for that time this week. When Democrats once again had to be the adults in the room, didn't throw any punches, but made sure that even though the Republican majority couldn't pass the new speaker's stopgap measure, we did, and we kept the government open for a few more weeks. So this Thanksgiving, I'd ask all of you, be thankful. And whatever you do, just don't be that crazy uncle who won't stop yapping about Hunter Biden. Mr. Speaker, you're welcome, and I yield back. Thanks, Mike Johnson. Thanks, Republicans. You're as useless as Illinois Republicans. You're good for God's angle. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Another hundred billion on the national debt. Doesn't even matter anymore. Who's who's actually fighting for fiscal responsibility? Who? 95 congressmen? A handful of senators certainly isn't anybody that occupies the White House. But we're, I, I, I'm way off. I'm way off. We gotta, it's the old, I got to screw you just one more time, then I'll be good. This is why I was never good with hanging around with liars. Never. Mike Johnson is dead to me. Remove his crooked ass as far as I'm concerned. Jim and Lyle, where am I wrong? Don, you know I love you. I know. I love you. I know. I, I got to defend Nunzio Messina's grandson. He's Which been in the is? job for three weeks. He moved the omnibus from the end of the year hoodie package. Oh, we can't do it for right before Christmas, and he put it into January and February. The man has been absolutely given a monumental task that Joe couldn't handle. Oh, Jim! I think I, you either I think stand you, for something, brother, or you bow for everything. Why don't we? Why don't I you get that? Sean, you're condemning him a little too soon. Uh, 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 brother, do we have time for this? What's going to change from now until January, aside from the fact the problem will get larger? There is no tomorrow, Rock. You remember you remember Rocky Three? There is no tomorrow, Rock. There is no tomorrow. It's right now. And now you could have stopped it all. In the meantime, when you see the Democrats celebrate, they should. Sean Caston, for once in his miserable life, is exactly correct. Make fun of them. 
Because now you agree with him. Now you fund oh, the no. eco-Nazism. No. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You John, just wrote the John, check. I, you fund the FBI. Christopher Ray, go to the Antioch. What? Grove for genie I can't stand that goddamn asshole. So oh, you, you know can't swear. That that is not true. <laughs> you can't swear. I don't mean you. I'm saying the people. When you don't, when you go along, you're a sucker. You're a sucker. The only leverage you have as Congress, the reason Congress is more important than anything, is because they sign the check. And the things they don't like, they don't sign. They're not supposed to. But we are wrapped in this, in this scheme. We are in the Hobson's choice of heads I win, tails you lose. The problem is we're the ones on the losing side of that deal. And until you put a stake in the ground and say, no more, you're going to keep grabbing your ankles. You understand that? And that's what happened. So don't tell me I got to stab you one more time and then I'll bring you to the doctor. That's what it is. Why is this hard for people? I said the same thing when that rat bastard fraud shortened the pants Kevin McCarthy. When he did the same thing and funded it for a year. And now all of a sudden it's there. And now you hear the people that are on your side. Oh, it's nothing different than McCarthy. Yeah, you're right. It's nothing different than McCarthy. So what's the point of it all? To do the same nonsense? Because since we sent the Tea Party, since we sent it, you've got $20 trillion. 20 on the national. I know. What's the difference? We'll just kill anybody that, that doesn't want to use our dollar, right? You, I, I, I'm not a fracking gangster. I'll kick every one of their asses, though. I don't bend knee to peer pressure ever. Because at the end of the day, is it going to matter what you leave your kids? This is nonsense. 14 years, do you understand the economic destruction? And you know why they do this? Because the scheme of our economy can't exist unless we keep funding it. So when the Dow Jones is up and nobody can explain why, I'm telling you why. It's up on corruption. It's up on the fraud. And by the way, UAW members, yeah, they're not going to sign the deal. It's not enough. Well, a landmark contract deal that was struck between the UAW and its Detroit Big Three automakers last month could be under threat. Workers at three GM plants have voted it down already, and it's not enough because there is no greed like communism and socialism and Marxism. You had a chance to make this argument 12 years ago. The Tea Party, we're going to send all the guys to revolution. Good for nothing. Nothing. And now there isn't one Republican, not one elected Republican, talking about the economy that gets media time. Not one. The ones that do are made fun of by the scum and profiteers of corrupt policies like Sean Caston. His father's fortune built on the fraud of green energy that cannot exist without government paying into it. And it doesn't matter how many cylindras, the people want more. And the Republicans you send to stop it, they can't sign that freaking check fast enough. So Mike Johnson and the rest of the people that agree with it, kiss my firm ass. You're wrong again. And do me a favor, don't ever come back and mention the debt. You say the debt, I'm going to ear slap Mike Johnson. What do you think of that? Don't say the debt. Because it doesn't mean anything to you either. Go stand in the corner with Sean Caston and your dunce cap. Have a happy Thanksgiving, you freaking morons. You stole another generation of Americans to pay off your scheme. And they're going to tax the kids 50 times what we're paying. And not a one of their parents wants it to stop. Not a one of them. Jeff in Highland Park. Hey, Sean. 
Uh, you know, this China thing with the parade, Newsom, I mean, every one of these people should be hung for treason. I mean, no, they we don't all, do that anymore. I don't know. They how don't do that. Answer. How about just not elected? Wouldn't that be refreshing? You know, we've been infiltrated with communists since the beginning. This is the first time they're in the majority party in both parties. That's the saddest part of all. And by the way, keep careful about that hanging stuff, because when they get in charge, you know who gets hung? Guys like me and you. Thank you, brother. Uh, Mike and Hammond. Hey, thanks for my call, Sean. Yeah, this just goes to show just how unprepared Kevin McCarthy and the rest of the Republicans were. He had nine months to get something together. Dude, uh, Kevin McCarthy made a fortune. He made a fortune. What's Kevin McCarthy's net worth? And they had nothing ready to be passed. Nothing after nine months. It's unbelievable. Mike, you want to see something? When you're bored, go take a ride past Paul Ryan's house in Wisconsin. The kid never had a freaking job. When he was in college, I, I wish I was making it up, he drove the Wiener Mobile. He's got a mansion with a motor around it in Wisconsin. His wife takes and, private and jets right. to O'Hare to go shopping, at least before they started hitting shoppers in the head with logs, and we'll get to that story later. In the meantime, right. None of them were, none come on, man, this is a freaking game, and I'm tired of playing it. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I was going to play the clip of the speaker. Oh, the pressure! It's a pressure cooker! Pressure makes two things. Diamonds and dust. You get to decide. Now you're dust. You could have been a diamond, but now you're good for nothing. Now shut your mouth. You know, if he had any dignity, he'd resign. But they have no dignity. They're Republicans. Uh, uh, Bob Sugar Grove. Hey, Sean. I've been listening to you for a long time. Love listening to you. Uh, you got a bunch of these guys drilling holes in our boat. Where's the life raft as far as uh, financial? What do I do? See, Bob, you work. You're not in on the scam. You're proud to be American. You don't want to go on an EBT card and walk around like a roach. So what we're going to do is finance it all like we always do. And the people we keep sending and thinking they're going to do something, they keep stabbing you in the back, brother. I have no answer for you. That's why you got one life. Get your ass to high ground, babe. Wherever you can go and you can live happy and people are around you that agree with you. Because in the meantime, I I was tired of being an idiot. I'm still tired of being an idiot. That's why I won't so call myself a Republican. <laughs> I am telling you that. I'm telling you that. And it's painful. But it's not even that. Because Illinois has pockets where they're good people, right? And you keep sending guys to, 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 to Springfield, and what happens? They do exactly what Mike Johnson did to you. So to me, you got to start to recognize the fact that it's time to at least stop supporting them. And you know what? When Election Day comes around, don't be a, don't be a party to your own demise. Come with me. We'll smoke cigars. If I still have the cigar store, fine. We'll do it there. If not, you come down here. All right? I used to live in Naples. I'll come back down. I love it. And you know what I mean then. Thank you very much. David in Lansing. Hey, Sean, I like your show because you always follow the money. And did you hear about Target earnings came out today? Yeah. And it proves one. They rallied 20% on the news because they beat expectations. It proves one thing to me. Republicans in MAGA do not know how to boycott. You're being beat by a bunch of meth heads wearing masks, Antifa, and BLM types. Who you know what, David? I don't think it's about the people. I don't think it's about the people. The people, there are more of us than there are of politicians. You realize this right. is 400 
What is it? 435 congressmen, right? A hundred senators, a president, a vice president. So what is that? 537 people? 537 people did this to our country. That's it. 537. That's all Chinese communists had to corrupt and other enemies of our country. Bob from Sugar Grove. Bob from Sugar Grove could could, uh, stop shopping at Target to help, you know. Come on, brother. I wouldn't go to Please. I don't think Bob from Sugar Grove does. Why are you so willing to think? I didn't even know what a target was until eight years ago, and I'll never go back in one. George in Naperville. Yeah, I just hope Joe Biden took the advice of the mamas and the papas and remembered to wear a flower in his hair. Oh, please. Did you see him, George? Did you see him walk? Like he's got a stick up his derriere? Can't even walk anymore. That's why he goes short stairs on Air Force One. Freaking moron. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my... Oh, drop the door. That's okay. Hey, uh... Thanks for taking my call. <laughs> Go ahead. I like to see that you're working your third job. What are you doing? You got that Uber Eats? What are you doing? Go ahead. I'm moving stuff around. Hey, um... So what I want to say is... You're right on target, and here's why. I went and seen that movie I told you a couple weeks ago at the uh, uh, police state. And yeah. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why all this crossing the border. They don't, they're not looking at anybody. This has been going on for a, a long time now. These three-letter agencies in there... It's all 100% political. They're not looking at anything. And who just funded them? Who just funded them without any concern, without any review, without any stipulation? Who just wrote the check for the FDIC that we now know is partying like it's 1980 and they're in Wall Street? The Republicans. I got a good one. They're hard to find. I got a good Republican coming up. You're going to want to stick around. I'm very. I'm looking very forward to talking to my next guest, and it's going to be uh, right after the 6 o'clock news, so stay tuned. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Shortly after... Dr. Samuel Johnson, 1700s, put together the Dictionary of English Language. The delegation of London's respectable womanhood wanted to get together and congratulate him on not putting anything vulgar in it. He then thanked them for taking the time to look it up. The moral of the story is, people are always looking for ways to be offended. This used to be referred to as political correctness. It is the scepter of all tyranny. Now it's called wokeness. My next guest is one of the rare, like a spotted owl, politician of character. Very unusual in the Senate. He is also the author of the new book, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. It's out now. He is Senator Ted Cruz, one of my favorite senators. Senator, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, I'm doing terrific. Thanks for having me on today. Well, it's an important topic because we're losing this battle and we are walking willfully into servitude as the bastardization of language is being used to indict innocent people so that they're quiet and refuse to talk about Americanism. Isn't that true? Well, it, it, it is. And, and I would say the state of America, I've never seen it more dire than it is right now. Uh, what this book addresses is, is how the radical left 
has seized virtually every major institution in America. And, and so each chapter of the book addresses a different institution. It starts with universities, chapter one. I call universities the Wuhan lab of the woke virus. They're where it was invented. They're where it mutated. They're where it spread. From universities, the next chapter, it goes on to K-12 education, then to journalism, then to government, then to big business, then to big tech, then to entertainment, Hollywood, movies, TV, sports, music, then to science and the politicization of science. And finally, the last chapter is on China and how China is a nexus intertwined with all of them. And what the book does is two things. It, it, number one, explains how and why the radical left sees these institutions from within. And then two, even more importantly, it lays out a clear, practical battle plan to take these institutions back. Real steps we can take, because if we don't take these institutions back, Sean, I, 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 I think our country does not survive. Senator Cruz, you know, you have a, 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 the benefit of being raised by a former communist, somebody who understands the destruction of the quality of life. And this is something that America used to have as a commonality. Most of us are from people who fled government supremacy, as I refer to it. The ideology is irrelevant. It's all about a collectivist tyranny. Yeah. Why is it so many of the parents in America are willing to sit idly by as their children are taught to be good slaves? And you saw this with COVID. But more importantly, we've seen this over the last 20, 30 years. You and I are about the same age. I'm yeah. wondering, isn't this our generation's fault? Well, look, it is, and, 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 and too many of us have been asleep at the wheel, and too many of us have been trusting in institutions because the institutions did not used to be fundamentally corrupt. And, and you know, you mentioned my family background. That, that, that is a huge part of why I wrote this book. The, the very opening of the book, I tell my father's story. So my father was, was born and raised in Cuba. And as a teenager, when he was 14, he fought in the Cuban Revolution alongside Fidel Castro. And, and he was imprisoned. He was tortured in Cuba. And he fled Cuba. He came to America seeking freedom. I tell the story of my aunt, my tia Sonia, who fought in the counter-revolution a couple of years later against Castro. And she was imprisoned. She was tortured by Castro's goons. Then I also tell the story of my grandmother, my abuela. She was a sixth-grade teacher in Cuba. And I remember my abuela telling me when I was a little boy that when Castro and the communists seized power, one of the very first things they did is they sent the military into the elementary schools, and the soldiers would go into kindergartens and first grade. And they would tell all the students there, they would tell all the little kids, they'd say, close your eyes and pray to God and ask for candy. And the kids would do so, and they'd open their eyes, and there'd be no candy. And then they would tell the little children, they'd say, close your eyes and pray to Fidel Castro for candy. And the kids would do so, and the soldiers would quietly slip a piece of candy on each child's desk. That is Marxism. It is evil, and the Marxists always, always, always start with the kids, and they rely on indoctrination. And so we've got to be aware of what they're doing, and we've got to fight back. And the trick is fear. It's fascinating. Uh, I, I, my best friend is like you, and he's a lawyer and uh, the son of uh, uh, people who were refugees from communism in Cuba. 
And when yeah. I went to Cuba, what, what struck me was the fear of everybody, from the guy who picked me up on the airport to yeah. the guy who ran the hotel. And they had that murdering scum, Che Gravera, on the building. And I said, look at this rat bastard. I wish he was still alive so I could throw him out of a window. Oh, no, he's a great man. The whole time wanting to tell me the truth. And that can only be implemented through control of the language. Now, it used to be called political correctness. Now it's called woke. My question to you is, why have capitalists and businessmen adopted this philosophy of the neutering of our First Amendment? Yeah, look, that, that, that is a question that I address directly in the, in the chapter on big business. And I, and I got to say, Sean, 10 years ago, if I would have suggested to you that the Fortune 100 would become the economic enforcement arm for the radical left, you would have thought that was ludicrous. That would have made no sense. And yet that's the reality we're in. And I walk through why, which is they're, they're responding to incentives. If you are an apolitical CEO, you don't care about politics. For, for much of the most recent few, past few years, it has been entirely rational to give in to the woke mob because the costs were relatively low. And the benefits were that they don't come after you with their pitchforks and torches and, and burn you and your company alive. And so we saw company after company virtue signaling and giving in to the woke mob. And, and the strategy that I lay out for fighting back against cultural Marxists is threefold. Step number one is transparency and sunlight, because the ideas of the radical left are wildly unpopular. But step number two, and this is particularly applicable to big business, is changing the cost-benefit analysis, increasing the costs of going woke. And, and I do a deep dive into what happened with Bud Light and what happened with Target, where both of them, their woke executives, tried to ram their political ideology down the throats of their customers. And the customers result, revolted, and both companies lost tens of billions of dollars in market cap. And, and, and that is powerful as a disincentive for the next CEO Thinking of going woke, we need to consistently increase the, the cost side of the ledger to disincentivize company, companies giving in to, to the cultural Marxists. Now, I know you've, uh, you've made time for me, and I so appreciate that. Um, this idea that we can compromise with the wrong answer and that we keep turning to our abusers for help, this is the wrong idea. Should we be more selective in who we support um, in every race in this country, or should we be a party politician supporter and support the GOP? Look, I, I think we should support strong conservatives. My philosophy is to support the, the, the strongest conservative who can win. And so I'm interested in a proven conservative record. I'm interested in a path to victory. We need both. Uh, and, and I will tell you, so I'm, I'm getting the hook right now, but, I, but I'll Go tell ahead. you this. Yes, as, I know wrapping, as we're wrapping up, I just want to encourage your listeners the book Unwoke, it's available at every bookstore. It's available on Amazon.com, on Barnes & Noble, on Books A Million. Go buy a copy. It's fun. It's readable. It has stories. It's not abstract and academic. But, but also, Christmas season is coming right around the corner. This makes a great Christmas gift. Buy a copy for your mom. Buy a copy for your best friend. Buy a copy for your crazy liberal neighbor to try to knock some sense into him. Or even better, buy a copy for your kids and your grandkids so they can understand the garbage that, 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 that people are trying to indoctrinate them with. He is Senator Ted Cruz. Thank you for making time. I appreciate you. Thank you, Sean. God bless. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting him at a Freedom Summit. Wonderful guy. Really wonderful. And I know he had a hard out. I hope I made him late for the Sean Hannity Show. Not kidding. Just kidding. There's always a critic. Bob, Buffalo Grove. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Sean. Uh, I, too, met uh, Senator Cruz at that same um, Freedom Summit. It was a great lecture he gave. Yes, uh, I saw him wash his hand after you shook his. One thing he uh, missed discussing, and the problem I see, we have a lying media that's feeding us lies. I'll never forget uh, when I was working as an engineer, I um, worked with a lot of um, Eastern Bloc engineers that came to America. And they all were in agreement. Um, it's a Politburo? lying to you. Lying to you. Don't you see? We put up with uh, Pravda, and we knew Pravda was lying to us. You guys don't know the media's lying to you. So oh, I'm wondering I, I, in the next election. Do you think, election, Bob, in all seriousness, do you think people don't know that? I don't know. I See, but you have, to, you have to forgive me. I only hang around with people with an IQ over 60. I don't know anybody who relies on the media. I mean, it's, it's, it's as mundane as the weather. They can't get the weather right 12 hours from now. They're, they're good for nothing. These are failed soap opera actors that can't really get the job. So they become reporters. Take a look at the Chicago's news. Fox News is my favorite. I like that guy who combs his hair like Fabian. That's when you used to have hair. Fabian was making records, wasn't he? Yep. I remember uh, him well. All right. Very good. 59. All right. Fabian Forte. You take care of yourself. It's harder for the older Americans to realize just how far we've fallen. As the real base of the conversation is, how in the world does the government influence media to control language? That is that is Soviet Union. That is Cuba. That is what we're going. And we keep playing defense, defense whether it's woke or political correctness. This is when you know they're frauds. Joe Biden is meeting his paymaster. We have the evidence. We have canceled checks. We have phony LLCs. We've got a dimwit who lives in mansions on the ocean. He's a freaking two-bit senator. Never made any money. How does that happen? The same way Barack Obama has $100 million in just real estate. He owns the robin's nest in Hawaii, for God's sakes. How did that happen? He needed the greasy Tony Resco to buy his flop house in Hyde Park. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I'm sure you saw this, but this morning, uh, very quietly, uh, Warren Buffett dumped all of his UPS and love General it. Motors stock. I, I love it. Yeah. $850 million in, in GM. Gone. He sold it over the, over the last seven days, quietly. Gone. Yep. Yep. Union, yes, huh? Yeah, and that's, why the, and that's why the stock market rallies. The stock market didn't rally on any growth. On any growth in the economy, it rallied on nothing other than the agreement by government to fund these companies. That's all it is. It's a fracking Ponzi scheme, and that's why I'm so disgusted with it. Because no Republican wants to make that argument. None. I haven't seen an elected one come out on television and say, look, if we wouldn't have agreed to continue to fund these phony companies with new phony virtue agendas, whether it's green energy or whatever it is, this whole market is full of bull. It would have collapsed. That is the definition of a Ponzi scheme. Yep. And the Republicans want to go have a good Thanksgiving. You may have taken away another generation with just this last funding. And anybody, oh, this is big boy politics. This is 14 years, two-thirds the debt, and nobody cares? 
And the, and by the way, you know why I say 14 years? That's when we sent the Tea Party. What good were they? They did nothing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Thank you very much, Don. Glenn in Oakbrook knows this. He knows it well. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good. Um, the answer to your question is in my last sentence. Go ahead. Okay. Um, State of Illinois credit rating has been upgraded, and I'm trying to understand <laughs> why that occurred. Is it because of the infusion of uh, federal money into the state? Glenn, I don't know what you do. I've never met you, really. But I'm going to guess you have a financial background. If you are a registered investment advisor, let's just play a game. And you have a big client, and he writes you a check for, for investing. And you take that money, and you put it in your checking account. What is that called? In- income. <laughs> You've been living in Illinois too long. No, that's theft, and you go to jail. That's exactly what Illinois did with $200 billion it was given for the COVID. They put it in the general fund, they stole the money, and they made it appear as if businesses and taxpayers were generating that $200 billion. It is a financial crime, and that is why Illinois has their credit rating improved. Illinois is bankrupt but it knows it's going to get federal funding from decent people around this country. It's because it has a traitor and a thief in the White House, and he's going to cut checks to all Democrats. That's why they love the problems they have, and they're not interested in, in, in solving them. That's the only way they can make the lies of their policies look like it's working. Thank you very much, Glenn. Alan, Wisconsin. Yeah, you got... Uh... Biden meeting with his master, Xi Jinping. It's kind of like a three-pound chihuahua having to sit down with a pit bull. I like that. I like that. This was like, a, did you ever watch that show? I, I can't remember the name. It was a Weinstein production. It was about Kubla Khan on Netflix. And when Kubla Khan was in the room, everybody was afraid. That's how Joe Biden looked. And as he kissed the ass of the main financier of the terrorists killing our boys right now around the world, They're buzzing our allies in the Philippines. They're intimidating Taiwan. They've engulfed Hong Kong. That's not Biden's fault. That's that's Trump's fault. And in the meantime, do you think any one of those topics was brought up? Of course not. Oh, not a chance. And the other three-pound chihuahua in the room is the establishment Republican sitting down with the pit bull Democrats. Yeah. Do you know what this is? Did you ever watch Starsky and Hutch? Oh, a long time ago, yeah. Did you ever see when Huggy Bear went to the corner, how the whores acted? That's what you saw in in San Francisco. Huggy Bear is in town. Now kiss his ass, and don't you dare talk back, because you'll get it upside your head. Doesn't that explain all of it? We want to see China rise, to continue to rise in a responsible way that will benefit you most, China. Why would he say that? When he said that he was the vice president, benefit you most? Why? Oh, we're supposed to believe it's a competition? It's not a competition. Our government has assured the success of the Chinese Communist Party by pretending to make friends in competition. We're funding communism, which by definition is bankrupt. It's like the government giving Illinois money. It couldn't have got it any other way. It had to get it like welfare roaches. Ed in Chicago. Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Splendid. How are you, Ed? Yeah. Hey, you were talking about how all these people are in on it, it, it's the Bilderberg Group. It's all the media, all the corporations. It's, they're all... You know, the Bilderberg Group is, is, is like the worst-kept secret, but really what it is, 
is the worldwide oligarchs and the uh-huh. destruction of American sovereignty. Because here's the here's the problem. See, it's Europe has oligarchs and they have no competition. America had competition. So they work tirelessly with the American wealthy and they work to keep out competition and they worked to make it virtually impossible to truly succeed the way you could succeed for the first 200 years. So to think that now you're going to be put in a corner as a conspiracy theorist, well, you're just stating the fact of what the Bilderberg Group did and how it morphed into the World Economic Forum, led by the The son of the Third Reich. Yeah. We're done next year unless we do something. I'll tell you what, Ed, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of how American oligarchs go not just unquestioned, but with the full grace of the American government. Thank you very much for the call. I'm talking about American oligarchs like uh, Bill Gates, the creepiest, not just nerd. He's clearly a kid sniffer. Yeah, yeah, Bill Gates, you're a kid sniffer. And what's he pushing now? A new carbon tax. Now, will the carbon tax hurt Bill Gates? You know Bill Gates. He's got the jet, he flies. He's already buying carbon uh, licensing to pollute. You fly private planes a lot, and you're creating a lot of greenhouse gases yourself. Yeah, I probably have one of the highest greenhouse gas footprints of anyone on the planet. You know, my my it's kind of ironic. Personal, my kind of ironic. personal flying uh, alone is gigantic. Now, I'm spending quite a bit uh, to buy aviation fuel. Uh, that was made with plants. You know, I switched to an electric car. I've used solar panels. Oh, good for I'm you! I'm paying a company that actually, at a very high price, can pull a bit of carbon out of the air and stick it underground. And so I'm offsetting my personal emission. You sure you are. You sure you are. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. Yeah, Herr Commandante of the Fourth Reich. Michael in Crown Point. Hello? Hello. How you doing, Sean? I was just calling in to talk about, um, as far as Joe Biden and the budget deficit, um, yeah, I've always been, you know, a strong conservative, I'm a um, younger guy in my early 20s. Um, oh, Michael, I, I'm sorry, I, babe. It's tough to be young in this climate. <laughs> Go ahead. I just uh, want something for people to think about. You know, I know Joe Biden's, you know, not the best president, um, but I feel like he's lost it completely in his head, and he's not non-cognitive. Um, and I feel like he's not the one actually making the decisions. I really feel like there's people in black suits, um, CEOs, hedge funds, um, you know, people that uh, basically run all these companies. Um, I like to call them deep state. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I feel Michael, like... Michael, uh, you're a young people, man. You're a young man. I'm going to give you a, a hint. Be careful who you put your faith in and never put it in a politician. But always, always take a look at the money flow into their coffers. Because this country, years ago, when you're, before your father was born, they, they made a legal pathway through bribery in politics. It's called campaign contributions and lobbying. So the problem is you're going to be told the rest of your life that someone's going to fight for, to make America what it was. Land of the free, home of the brave. What you're going to have to realize is you're going to have to be very selective and don't be a willful sucker. And the reality is it's not just Joe Biden. It's a conglomerate of politicians, Republicans, mm-hmm. too. Just be very selective, Michael. And uh, good luck to you because you're going to need it. We'll be back after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. 
560, the answer. But I don't want to. I don't want to sell my guns, squirrel. I want to buy guns. Oh, I want to buy guns. I want to buy ammo. I want to buy Western memorabilia. I want to even buy a convertible Eldorado. Luckily, luckily for me, I know Randy Donnelly. Randy, how are you, my friend? Hey, Sean. I'm good. Thank you so much. So now, what made you call it a, uh, what, what is it called? It's called the Fall Classic. Why not the Fall Extravaganza? See, I like the word extravaganza. I like to work it in a lot of things. Well, so tell us a little bit about I'll the four-day extravaganza. I'll change it just for you. Thank but, you. you know, it is it is our biggest auction of the year, and it's where we sell everything. I mean, be it antique cars and gas pumps and porcelain signs or antique jewelry, antique coins, music boxes. I mean, pinball machines, anything and everything in the antique world is offered at Donnelly Auctions this weekend. And it starts on Thursday, Sean. It's it's uh, it's not a weekend auction. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Four days. Big extravaganza. Well, you know what I love about um, Donnelly Auctions? People don't understand the magnitude of the different things you sell and the different ways you help people. You help that widow. That's my one of my favorite stories with the license plate collection. But I remember you, you know, also sold a business, correct? I mean, you sold the entire thing. The bar. What, wasn't it a German business in the city? Am I misremembering that? I, it was a while ago. No, we sold, well, what we did is we uh, sold all the contents out of the building. Um, it was yeah. a, a, a big bar, you know, it was called Chicago Joe. It's a real famous, iconic yes, yes, bar. Yes, 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 yes. Yep, we, we sold it all. But we do sell businesses, and, and we even sell real estate. We, you don't have to auction your real estate to sell it through Donnelly Auctions. I mean, we, we're regular. You know, my daughter's a broker, and we, uh, uh, we sell real estate without auction. So they can come to us for that, too. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. The reason I say that is there are businesses. You know, it's funny when you, when you go from COVID to now. And I was in town a little while ago, and I took a ride, and I'm looking around. I mean, I can't get over the amount of businesses that have closed. And then, you you know, I have a bit. I'm, I'm deadly serious. I'm thinking about getting out of it. And I'm wondering, you know, when it comes to selling this stuff, what am I going to do? Am I just going to toss yeah. it in the garden? Why do that when you could, I could call you? Now, you gave me a, a low bid on my chief lowballs. I'm still a little upset with you about that. <laughs> However, I do have another cigar store in the and I'd be interested. But the, the fact of the matter is, it's that kind of stuff you specialize in. So if you do have a lot yeah, of we- stuff, give you a call, right? We really do. You can call us all the time at 815-923-7000 where we offer, you know, answer our phones seven days a week. And, you know, call us or go to our website, you know, just go to DonleyAuctions.com and they can get all the information they need. And that's Donley, D-O-N-L-E-Y. They can get all the information they need to to contact us. And, and you know what, Sean? We'll give estimates and, and advice free of charge. We're not trying to nickel and dime people for, for everything. We make our money when we sell your products at the best possible dollar. That's how we make our money. I don't know if you were listening. I had a caller just call into the show and talk about his Shelby's that you're going to help him sell. That was, a fan, that was great. And those are some you know big, big tickets. Yeah, those, those, those Shelby's are, are going to do well. We're actually uh, uh, putting together uh, the car auction uh, even though we're selling cars this weekend, we have plenty of cars this weekend. The the big car auction that we're going to be pushing next is right in January. We've got already Model A's, Model T's. We've got, you know, the Shelby's uh, potentially. I, I mean, we've just got so, you know, much great stuff that we have to have another one already in uh, in um, uh, January. 
You yeah. know why I'm kicking no. myself? I'm kicking myself that this, this happened, uh, me meeting you so late in life. I had an uncle. I had a, my grandfather had an auto parts store, and he passed away. And my uncle um, eventually got sick. And while he was getting sick, he was selling his items to kind of finance things. And he, yeah. had, a model, he had a Model A. And he basically gave it away for like a month's wow. expenses. And the car was wow. worth three times what he sold it for. And then the old auto parts. We had a starter for a Duesenberg. But back then, you know, I was working at the Merck. I didn't know who to call. I didn't know where to go to get the, the best price of it. But still, it's nice to see. I maybe can go to you and find that Model A back and buy it back just to have it. So I like that kind of stuff. It's not only selling, it's buying, too. You, you bet. We we do. Uh, and we even buy. I mean, a lot of times people contact us and they say, Randy, we don't have time for auctions. We we need to sell this today. We buy also. I, as a matter of fact, I just bought four antique cars last week. The, the folks said, you know, we know you auction and everything else, but can you just cash us out right now? And, and I did. I bought the cars, but I'll always advise people to use the auction process because, you, you can definitely end up getting a lot more through the auctions than just selling it outright. Yeah, you got to give me pictures because I want to know what you got. What'd you buy? Anything good? Anything with a drop top? I only do the rag top. What do you got? No, well, I'll tell you the rag top I've got right now um, is, is this uh, beautiful 38 LaSalle, or it's a 36. Ooh, I saw it. 36 LaSalle. Uh, with an, it took nine years to restore this car. And this, is, uh, this car was owned by a famous race car driver. And uh, who's consigned it to us? It's it's just an absolute gorgeous, gorgeous restoration. See, the reason I see this picking up, I'm not going to buy one of these cars that the 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 rat government can shut off at a whim. I think the old car market is going to skyrocket. Now, you had the old drop top Mercedes when I was there. You still have that thing? Uh, no, that uh, that Son one's of gone. A... But, uh, uh, but I should have bought that. A really nice uh, MG. We've got a, a really cute, again, ground-up restoration MG. I'm a man from Melrose Park. I don't drive cute cars, Randy. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> well, then I've got a, a totally restored 54 uh, pickup truck if you want something. Uh, what about the Aldo? Did you, did you get rid of the Barretts? Uh, that's gone, yep. Mm-hmm. Son of a gun. you got to act when you see a Donley auction. That stuff moves, baby. Hold on, hold on you, you the really line. do. we got a caller from Rogers Park. Christine Rogers Park, what do you got? How, how about my place four, the place that used to be on Clark, right before you cross over Howard? What about it? The big sign. It was while well, you were speaking of Chicago Joe's Northside memorabilia. This would be the big sign. Oh, the big sign. Did, huh? did you have the sign, Randy? You did get. You did have the sign, well, right? Well, we have the Chicago Joe's sign, but uh, is, is she talking about a sign that she has available? Yeah. Oh, you have it available. Huh? Yeah, yeah we we would love we would love to have that sign for our our uh, December auction. All right, we, we're going to put you on hold, Christine. We we oh, definitely thanks. pick these things up too. You know, I gave her to you. I could have arbitraged it. I could have bought the sign and then arbitraged it, but I gave it to you, Randy Donnelly. Don't forget your friends at Donnelly Auctions. There you go. There you go. Oh, damn it, I missed another opportunity. All right, thank you for joining me, brother. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you. And and remember, we've got it going on from Thursday through Sunday every day. Don't miss it this weekend. All right. Very good. Thank you, Randy. We'll, thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. And don't rub it in about me missing the ARB. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's interesting, Squirrel. 
how Americans adopt the mind of a slave. So you heard me talk to Randy, right? Christine called. I got the sign, and I joked about making an arbitrage. Buying the sign from Christine, selling it through Randy, making a profit. So my question to you is, how much of that profit should the government get? Because the fact that they're spending us into bankruptcy, that's the weapon that will be used for them to tell me what they should think. I think we should... Well, did you make a lot of money? Oh, yeah. Well, then we're going to charge you 60%. After all, you're good at making money. See, that's the game we're not supposed to play. The government is supposed to be the one on restraints with handcuffs. You get 16% and that's it. Now shut your freaking mouth. But I don't think like a slave. Most people do. It's funny to watch the people who gain their entire sustenance from government. The entire thing. You see... So many of our products and our companies don't really exist. In other words, they wouldn't exist without government favoritism and government funding. And that's exactly how I'm describing the UAW. You wouldn't have any jobs. You see, it's all a scam. The, the, the cars you sell to the people through actual business is infinitesimal versus the cars you sell to the government. And the loans and the phony nonsense and your stocks and your fluffing and your phony numbers and your phony contracts, all a scam. So I'm enjoying the teachable experience right now when we could point to the true Chicago car, I mean, American car companies. You know, the ones that exist on actual demand by consumers. Not the EV. Oh, I got an update for that story. But the actual car companies made by American workers on American real estate, paying American property taxes, thriving in the way economy can. Now, here's what happens when you fund a phony business. See, the true greedy in our country isn't me who wants to middle a nice deal and keep my money. The greedy one is the government and the scum who want the government to extort me because I made money. How dare you? No, they need it. They need it for their phony contracts. The funny greed, though, is you can never really quench the thirst of a socialist, somebody who shouldn't have it, somebody who just demands more and more and more. Now, when we think of that, we think of ghettos because that's where the most government money goes. There's another ghetto. It's called Wall Street. Wall Street's a ghetto. It's a corporate ghetto. And some of the most obvious wealth, wealth, Wall Street roaches, welfare roaches, are the unions, the labor extortion mafias like the UAW. Well, they, they finally thought, you know, we got a real good deal. Sure, thousands of former employees lost their job, and now they're on unemployment. Thousands of UAW members, those same guys who paid dues all of those years. We're only going to fire the good ones, though. We're not going to lose any of our relatives or the corrupt wise guys. No, no, no. They got jobs. But you know what? That new contract, that 40% raise, the four-day work week, it's just not enough. Well, a landmark contract deal that was struck between the UAW and its Detroit Big Three automakers last month could be under threat. Workers at three GM plants have voted it down already, and it seems like there are a few more that might be attempting the same. Joining us now for the latest, we've got Yahoo Finance's Pros Supermanian. Uh, Pros, you and I have been going back and forth over Slack just about where some of these plants are, how significant they are. Flint uh, seems to be one of the ones that is also in focus here. What do we know so far? Yeah, so, Brad, look, this is all happening in real time. Uh, we already had a bunch of this stuff earlier this week with... This is a breaking story. Did you see this on the news? Uh, me either. I had to find it because I'm a junkie. But I found it because I understand how the mind of a Marxist works. It's never enough. Their thirst for something for nothing is insatiable. Uh, Flint, uh, Delta Township in Lansing, 
Um, and then uh, also, I believe here, let me just, Spring Hill Assembly in Tennessee, those are the three big plants that uh, confirmed voted against the uh, against the deal. And, before, and prior to the new news today, which I'm going to get into, uh, the overall... Oh, what about Eat the Rich? Shorten the pants, Sean Fain. Don't confuse him with the bald tyrant that negotiated the UPS contract that's destroying the value of UPS stock. What are you, 40%? Four-day work week, not enough? Overall deal at GM was still going to pass by a 52% margin, right? So we have more plants to come. So now we hear uh, GM's Wentzville plant. Uh, we're hearing about the Corvette Bowling, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky plant, and maybe another Buick one that are also... Why aren't you selling a lot of those $95,000 Corvettes? Why not? I mean, aside from the fact you got to bring it back to the dealer every four months, why, why aren't you selling them? Voted against it. We still, we're still tracking that. Wentzville confirmed. Uh, we're still looking at that. And, and apparently others are reporting now that if you include those plants and those numbers, the deal is actually a slim majority not to go through. Again, we are. Ooh, what happens if that breaks apart? See, the reason they negotiated this is that most of them were going to lose their jobs anyway because of the dictatorship of the government pretending that people want EVs. And people did buy EVs. Mainly because they were subsidized. Oh, they were subsidized to the tune of about $16,000 on EV. But you didn't think you were going to get away from paying taxes, did you? EVs can be up to three times heavier than gas-powered cars due to their large batteries. This significant weight puts extra stress onto our roads. It pulverizes the roadbed. Roads and bridges, the infrastructure bill. Do you know what this dimwit wants to do? She wants to put a $1,000 new tax on new cars. And by the way, there'll be added tax to everyone's electric bill. You know, for the EVs. Have you had enough of government fascism or are you thirsty for more? We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... New innovations, new revenue, new management... Those were just some of the things that used to cause stocks to be worth more today than they were yesterday and more tomorrow than they were a week ago. I don't know if that's the principles of our stock market. Went up a thousand points in a week. The same time they released inflation year over year of 4%. It seems to be a lot, but it's a new world now. After all, Illinois has got a better credit rating. It's lost more people. More businesses have closed. Somehow the credit rating went up. What is this new crazy world? There's only one person I go to to ask. Tom Fortino of Alpha Wealth Group. How are you, Tom? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, can you explain this to me? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I can't. No. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, it's with this market. You know, these numbers come out. Yeah, I know you said CPI. That was the core was 4.0. The headline was 3.2, so it was a little lower than they expected. And, you know, earnings have been better than expected, even though they're not terrific. And this whole thing with the Fed and, you know, there's a certainty rates are coming down. So all of these things create this, I think, a false narrative of everything's great. And, um, you know, 
it's kind of like when they talk about bankruptcy, it's happened very slowly and then all at once. Right. So there's a lot of things we have to be concerned about. Now that said, you can't fight the tape. Right. And again, you know, that it's been going up. Oh, you'll go broke. You'll go broke fading this con. That's for sure. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. So, and this may continue. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers, what's going to happen between now and the end of the year. That's going to really, unless something, you know, something crazy happens. You know? What I like to do is, is something other shows don't do. I like to get into I like to get into it because my listeners can keep up. There's no question about it. But there's always a way to kind of spot how you should gauge your enthusiasm or your pessimism, right? There's a way to do that. And that is to look for the weak link or the tell. Right? Everything's got a tell. Here's a tell that not a lot of people are talking about. I'm curious to know what you think about it. Whether you love it or not, what it is to me is the creation of an alternative to a bastardized currency. And what I mean by that is Bitcoin. Now, I'm not an advocate. I don't hold Bitcoin, but I understand the concept and I love it. And I'll tell you what Mm -hmm. happened today that I think should get some attention. When the government decides to weaken the value of our currency, as only governments can do, because the government doesn't have money, it just creates a debt and a promise to take more of the citizens' money. So I had a young guy call. His name is Michael, right? called me up he's like i'm young and i'm a conservative but the reality is this kid needs to understand that every day that this government is allowed to continue to create more debt is a day that his earning power goes down whether he wants to look at it that way or not so the alternative is to put yourself into a hedge bitcoin rallies twenty three hundred dollars today twenty three thirty nine twenty to be exact that is a staggering mm-hmm. reality the same time the market goes up that tells me the currency went down today. And what we're seeing is mm-hmm. a reflection of its, of its destroyed value. When you're looking at it like this, you don't have to be negative and go against it, but you do have to position yourself to sustain the eventual correction, right? Yeah, there's no question. I mean, you either have to hold assets. You think, uh, you know, it could be something that you feel that correlated to the market. You can short the market. You have to be careful there. You can do some swing trades. There's things that you can do to try to buff on the downside. But when you talk about crypto, and I'm no fan of it either, really. I mean, I, I like the fact that it's not a fiat currency and that, but I just have a lot of problems with it, you know. I mean, No, but what it is, 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 is think about it. When you think about it just philosophically, right, whether you like it and, you know, I don't want to even get into that. What my point is with it is a couple of people or a few people, whoever you think created it, doesn't matter, came up with this notion. That we're going to create a currency that's void of all of the failed governments around the world. And you don't have to buy it. It's only participation is if you want to be involved. It doesn't, it doesn't force anybody to do anything. But they did something that's really unique. They said, we're only going to have this amount of it. And through right. creating something for nothing that only a handful of people decided was, was a currency, it takes 37893 of our dollars to buy one. That is a statement of where the true value of currency lies. Nobody knows who these guys are, but what they do know is there's only X amount of them, and that's it. So it's a theoretical argument, really, Mm -hmm. and it has enough attention to where it takes nearly $38,000 to buy one. That's a staggering, Mm -hmm. staggering lack of confidence vote for the American dollar, isn't it? 
Absolutely. I mean, it, it is a telling story. Like you said, whether you agree or not. Now, if you listen to someone like Peter Schiff, who says, look, could Bitcoin go to 100000 Yeah. But is it ultimately going to go to zero? Yeah. That's what he is, believe I'm not saying I agree with that. But I do agree with the concept. Look, I mean, maybe this is it is fantasy because it's not going to happen. But, yeah, I'd like to go to the gold standard again um, because it is a tangible asset. You can hold it. Um, and there's arguments in owning gold. I mean, but but is that going to happen? I, the problem, I think, I, we have some, again, some issues with crypto, but I do like the theory and I like the benefit of the fact that it is not government controlled. Obviously, the bank, the central bank, is been one of the most destructive things, uh, and it still is to this day, you know, um, and everybody hangs on. And, you know, just the fact that we're always hanging on Jerome Powell's words, that's a problem in and of itself. Oh. I mean, it's like, why are we waiting to hear this from this guy? And, the, you know, we saw what happened in the recent bond auctions. You see what's happening with the, the Treasury auction. That's, pro- that's, that's, you talk about potential canary in the coal mine. You got a third of the debt rolling over, one third of our government debt rolling over next year, and then two thirds of it in the next few years. This is, you know, these are some things. I don't know. Uh, it's, well, it's, uh, it's a concern. Well, you know, Tom, think about it. If we, you and I were born in Cuba, we wouldn't have anything, right? It's only because we're in a country that is supposed to be established on certain rules of the property rights of the individual. Now, those rules are bastardized in the last 14 years like I've never even imagined could be. So the reality is, ultimately, the government is going to be forced to deal with this problem that the Republicans and Democrats refuse to even address anymore. So when they do, there's only one way to do it, and you and I know it. They have been eyeballing the private assets held by us. See, these schemes Mm -hmm. that they have... They never work. They don't work. They know they're not working. So ultimately, when that chicken comes home roosting, they got to come for our retirement. That's the only way I see it. So in your opinion, and I, you know, I know this is your field, are the laws of our retirement safe enough, strong enough to keep our private money private in the future, in your opinion? Well, the answer is... You know, I always think, you know, the, the government, there's a bridge they're not going to cross. Okay, that's just too far. I mean, and they've continued to do that. You know, you can see the changes they keep continue to make. They tried in the Build Back Better to prevent certain levels of income to contribute to certain types of, they tried to kind of get rid of the Ross. Um, so I they think tried they're to, do Think about what you're saying. You know, not a lot of people are talking about it. The government tried to negate a law in finance, in economics, that it had previously approved for at least six de- decades, 60 years the Roth's been around, right? Give or take. Mm-hmm. So Keep now in this, new, in this new bill, they tried to undermine that very protection of the people. And you're the first person I heard talk about it. Yeah, I mean, they're constantly, you know, they say the tax laws are written in, in uh, pencil. You know, you look at Social Security. Okay, in 1983, it was, it was 100% tax-free. They made it 50% taxable. In 1993, they said, we're going to tax 85% of it. Then they said, now we're going to increase the full retirement age to 67. Then they said, we're going to get rid of, you know, another rule as far as there was some file and suspend rules. They continue to change it, and now we're talking about them changing it again. And we know it's, you know, it's basically bankrupt. So we have some issues just with the Social Security. That's a $1 trillion program. The things you're talking about, Sean, are unsustainable. They know what you said. It's going to eventually happen. This debt can never be paid. It just can't. And uh, one comment I do want to make about the cars, you know, the EVs, I just want to, you mentioned Cuba. I think there's a connection. I think this country is going to go, we're all going to be running, riding 57 
We're going to 57 Chevy sure. going forward. It, it's crazy when you're there. Do you know how it works, right? They are. They're all 57, and, and they keep them. They pile, They got 48 coats of wax on it. And the way that they do it is they use the boat wax because it keeps off the salt water. But when you go to start that thing, they got the, the Hugo engine in it. And you're, yeah. it sounds like a, a Kawasaki motorcycle in this 57 Chevy. <laughs> and the reality is every Cuban can drop that engine on a curb and put a new one in. in like a pit, it's like a pit stop in NASCAR. So uh, it's amazing how citizens can adapt to corrupt government failure. And that's the part of thing. So I'm, I'm wondering, did you work at Alpha Wealth Group on the Bob Menendez retirement plan where you put a little bit in gold, a little bit in cash, and you hide it in a suit coat? Do you have the Bob Menendez retirement vehicle? And if not, are you thinking about implementing it? Well, uh, I don't have the, uh, I guess I'm not in that position with Bob, you know, these, these, uh, these politicians. He had a million dollars in his closet. Caught, I yeah. A million in his closet. Think about that. <laughs> Paying taxes on what? 175000 Boy, you'd have to really be very good at budgets to acquire a million in cash, wouldn't you? Well, all these guys go in with their sleeves rolled up and flannel shirts, and they come out multimillionaires. I don't know how that happens, but it's, uh, it's almost uh, every one of them that happens that way, so... Unfortunately, you know, we're paying the taxes and it's a, it's a Now you know how much I appreciate you and Alpha Wealth Group and how much I understand what you're doing. And the reality is I'm curious to know when you see this and you're licensed and you go through all the regulations and it's it's onerous to be in your mm-hmm. arena. And um at a certain point you deal with a lot of guys, right? I remember when, when years ago when I was involved in it, they would have breakfast meetings and they would all get together and they would talk about different ways in which to offer vehicles to their clients. Do you think that there may be an opportunity for guys like you or with your licenses to kind of become the fresh crop and think about running on these very principles? Because they say that you're not supposed to talk about numbers, that people glaze over, they're not interested. At this point, when people realize they're kids and the pathway to the American dream, not owning a home, but becoming mm-hmm. better than the generation before you, do you think maybe now the climate's right for a new crop of, of financial guys to say, this has to stop and it has to stop now? Because I'm not, get, I'm not getting any of that from these two-bit whores that are running now or in office now. No, I know. I, you know, I, the thing about it is I always say it's, it's tough. Man. I, you know, where we're sitting here, we got to try to see what happens in our next election. God help us. But... You know, I always say control the things you can, and I think with a lot of these things, you do what you can. I know, look, I can't change the Fed. I can't do, you know, change the currency. I can't change those things, but we can try to do some things, you know, in our planning and understand the tax laws, understand things to try to, you know, minimize the government's involvement, whether it's on the estate planning side, you have the right documents in place, trust, powers of attorney, and all that, so the courts are not in your life. You know, you have, you're trying to put as much into tax-free. Now, could they change the laws? You just talked about that, Sean. Yeah, of course. They can do pretty much whatever they want. But do what you can to try to minimize the government's involvement in your life. And these are things that you can do. And, and you know, unfortunately, again, they can do what they want. But you also have to try to do some things on your end, too, as I said. You know, uh, to try to minimize the government is part of your life. Whether it's on the taxes, the investments. The income, the estate plan, all that. That's how I approach it. And then if you can start to take action. And so I think that's a good place to be, especially in this kind of world. It gives you some, I hope it gives you some type of solace. Yeah. And uh, to say, I'm, I'm doing what I can. And uh, well, you do what you can. And then hopefully it's for your children as well. 
What gives me solace is that, you know, we get young guys that listen to the show. And what gives me yeah, solace is we, we have segments like this, right, where that young guy, whether he knows it or not, 20-something years old, I wish I would have set up a Roth IRA at 20-something years old, right? Because yeah. he's at least got a couple of layers of protection that should make the news if the government wants to seize it. And if that happens, we're probably going to be visited by Che Gravera and the Castro brothers because that's what it'll take to change those laws. And in the meantime, you, you can also be old and start one. There's What's the cutoff, 54? As far as putting money into a Roth? Oh, opening one. Opening one. Oh, you can open up a Roth at any age so long as you have uh, earned income. I've got clients in their 70s that, you know, they do some part-time stuff. They make some money or one spouse is working. I say, well, let's put money in a Roth, you know. It's yeah. in there tax-free forever. And so I uh, never has to go on your tax return. It's, you know, that's the way to do it. And so, revocable um, trust or non-revocable? What's smarter for young people to do? Well, a revocable trusts are really what you want to start with. Uh, the irrevocable, it gets a little more uh, into a little more advanced planning because you don't control it. But yes, revocable trusts, they don't die, they don't get sick, they don't go to probate. You keep probate. No one wants to be in court. I don't care if it's even a traffic ticket. But no. This is the way you control it. And you have powers of attorney. You I got to send a lawyer on Friday to Elk Grove Village. You're telling me, please. It's insane. Hey. You don't want to go to court yeah. for a traffic ticket, or you don't want your kids to go to court for money you made. This, to me, is the yeah. the simplest thing to solve. Yeah, it is. And so and the other thing is so you talk about taxes in Illinois. You know, you want to avoid the estate tax in Illinois to get it, everything to your children. And keep in mind, the trust preserves your exemption. So those are things, you know, again, these are all these things that people can do to start getting in place to just, again, try to minimize the government's, uh, uh, you know, involvement in your life and your children's life and so it's not just about the investments that's important you know all of these things just kind of know it's not as complicated as people make it unfortunately it can be presented that way so that's what before i let you go before i let you go as somebody who understands the principles of the economy and the principles of our country property rights when you saw maria pappas in her liberace costume come on television and tell the people (laughs) We are charging you people in Cook County taxes not based on the value of your asset anymore, but on the liabilities of your government as a financial guy. Did you want to tell everyone you know that, that owns real estate in Cook County to get out that minute, or was it just me? Well, <laughs> I think uh, most people in Cook County, you got to be scared right now, that's all Whew. I would say, on many levels. Yeah. You're running a business. Yeah. You know, I... Whatever it may be, even just trying to even trying to survive with yeah. a business in Cook County, that's that's unfortunate. I really feel bad for people. Well, if I do have my money stolen from me, I at least like a mobster in rhinestones. There's always an upside, yeah. right? <laughs> Alpha Wealth Group, Tom Fortino. Thanks for everything, brother. I appreciate it. All right, it. thank you. Thank All right, you. thanks, Sean. We'll, Take care. We'll be we'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Yeah, but that's those are the mobsters that were heterosexual and men. Not like these new tamesters. Bunch of sexually frustrated women who think orgasm is a planet next to Pluto as their wives. Uncle Ralphie. <laughs> I love the intro music. Um, listen, it's really funny that you uh, said that. I, I've been listening for one, you know, 
because I listen. I don't have to call in that much. Oh, because you're my uncle. You listened since I was a caller. Go ahead. I, I know. I know. I, I watched crypto today, and it did exactly what it's going to do in the next two to three years. When a war breaks out or this fiat currency crumbles, it's going to skyrocket. So now like you saw, we, we talked about gold and silver, my friend, and you know this better than I do. That's not a controlled market. They can go dump on that any time they want. In fact, somebody's had to figure on their on the scale for so. Oh, they got the naked shorts. Yeah, it's great. Not like you used to have in your office back at the Mercantile Exchange. They got the actual naked shorts. No, no. But I mean, I, I, I really believe. I'm telling. You, I believe in cryptos and ammunition. Those are the two things. That <laughs> well, for people who don't know, Uncle Ralphie used to be my boss when I was a young man at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and I adopted him. Um, but the reality is, it's hard to convey to the audience that we are running on a Ponzi scheme. And that the reason the market went up is because the Republicans decided to cut a blank check. And the reason they they did that is not because they agree with anything, but they understand that the government needs the stock market to look good on its balance sheet so it can continue to perpetrate this scheme. And until we understand that and get enough citizens that want to go back to property rights of them, we're going to go into servitude. And that's hard to convey to people. And, you know, it's good that you were there while I was learning this. My my brother sits here and we scratch our head and he goes, you know, why does this keep going up? And I said, it's fixed. It's yeah. all it's 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 been fixed. Now, when you were reading the story yesterday of the FDIC and the parties and the naked twister, and oh, yeah. the ur- urinating mm-hmm. off the roofs, were you uh, were you embarrassed of the fact that you remember partying like that at the Mercantile Exchange in the seventies? <laughs> No thank, you, thank you very much, Uncle Ralphie. I appreciate you. Yeah, hey, Ralphie. how's little Ralphie doing? Oh, he's doing good. Little handsome son good. of a gun. Good. God bless. I'm glad they named him after me. Oh, I am too. And we're going to homeschool that son of a gun. There's no question about it. Uh, Frankie, Lake County. Hey, uh, Sean, this is a real neighborhood show. You know, you grew up in the neighborhood. Yeah. Harlem, Montrose. My grandmother lived right over there. And you're talking about EVs and the cars. And when we were kids, we would see, you know, an SS Nova pull up, yeah. you know, and we were like, this is this is a real car. So investments are not only in, you know, stocks and oh, uh, whatever, but you could you can make it like Donley Auctions, smart guy. Look, the kids need to know about all these cool things we grew up with. Yeah. And, you, and it's, you want to know what? And you're right. It's a hedge against the government. It's a hedge against against inflation. But more importantly, the idea that the government can shut your car off if they don't like you, that's a problem. That's something we never thought would happen, Frankie. And by the way, I only went to Harlem yeah. and Montrose when there was a fist fight. I'm from Melrose Park. We used to go over there and fist fight, and I would go home with their leather jackets. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, you're too young. I remember when this was new. And then the commercials. Dome Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Now the Sox business exclusive. Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party and its military. Emails. Ah, that doesn't matter. How about Swalwell? Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. That's right, Gassy. Feng Feng, Chinese Communist spy. 
sleeping with the scumbag Falwell. Not to mention Diane Feinstein. That moron had a Chinese communist driver and assistant in her cabinet. Hmm. I wonder if Xi Jinping is going to get asked about any of that. We also have a responsibility to our people and the work and the world uh, uh-huh. to work together when we see it in our interest to do so. Work together. You mean like on fentanyl? What exactly does he mean? Michael in his car. Hello, Sean. How are you? Great show. Thank you, Mike. I don't understand these mamby pambies that we roll out the red carpet for this Xi Jinping who killed all of these Americans and everybody around the world with this COVID. Why would we invite this rat bastard over here and roll out the red carpet? What is wrong with our country? Oh, Mike, we've been infiltrated by communists. That's what's wrong with our country. We are we are being run by a mafia posing as a political party. Thank you very much for the call. I mean, to think that this is an accident. By the way, it was a bat, right? COVID was a bat that kissed a dolphin, swam across, and spread it throughout the world. Now, granted, COVID didn't really thrive among animals. No, no, no. There's not a tremendous amount of bats that died. There's not even dolphins. In fact, there's no animals that died. COVID had a unique cleavage in it. Oh, I know. I just learned from Rand Paul, cleavage is more than what I wasted a lot of money on in the 80s and 90s. Cleavage is a, a, is a created bioweapon. And it was ironically in the natural COVID that was you know, given to us by nature and bats. But yet none of them died. There is no COVID deaths among bats. No COVID deaths among dogs, frogs, dolphins. In fact, there's only COVID deaths among us. And what do we do when the Chinese communist leader comes to town? We pucker up, right? Asset of the Communist Party, dimwood in diapers, as you're known on this show. Election thief, as you're known throughout the world. Some call you president. I just call you a whore. Phil in Tinley Park. Hey, uh, Sean, good show and great topic. And, uh, you know, Unrestricted Warfare is the name of a book by two colonels in the in the uh, People's Liberation Army, the, the Chinese Communist Army. Yes. Anything can be used as a weapon by that standard. Uh, and was that the book? I don't remember, but I, re- I remember hearing about it. But there was a book that was written by, I thought it was either Chinese or Vietnamese. It was a commander. Well, this was he, Bannon pushes, he brings it up a lot. Of- oh, I, I, I didn't hear it. But, but, but Phil, here's the thing. When people realize you're always in a cold war of ideology, and the difference is you either recognize that and you run your nation on the principles, or you're always compromising with the ideology of the totalitarian government supremacist around the world. That's what we're doing. That's when you hear these idiots talk about competition. We're not in competition with anybody. This country is based on you and me and the principles of the private citizen, not the government. This idea that they're trying to corral us. Listen, Sean, let me get this in. Uh, yeah. This is what I really want. I just let's say I'm asking for a friend, I'm talking, uh, asking for a friend. But when you know we we're not just spectators in this. Okay, if you uh, like my friend who works for a tech company, say uh, you know uh, somebody starts bringing around um, a couple, put air quotes up, Chinese businessmen, and they're taking a tour of that that tech company. And suddenly they're snapping pictures and and telling each other jokes in Mandarin. Um, that person, that uh, uh, individual contributor to that corporation, has every full right to notify 
that corporation's cybersecurity, that corporation's building security, that corporation's corporate security, and turn turn these uh, Chinese businessmen, excuse me, spies for the Chinese Communist Party because they're synonymous, turn them upside down and shake them and see, see what falls out. Do you know what's interesting, Phil? You think that they're doing, I mean, I love that, and it's, you know, like it's James Bond, they're doing it, but why do that when they sell us servers? Does anybody know who owns the, the that digital real estate company that's popping up all over the place that has hundreds of thousands of square feet of servers? They who owns that? everything up. Mike Baker, I think you've had him on your show, you know, Mike Baker, uh, yeah. former CIA guy. They hoover everything up. A little little bits and pieces are, are as useful as a whole big chunk of data if they go back and assemble all this different stuff. So that's yeah. why. And none of us think about it. We've been taken from within, and none of us had a good time with Fang Fang. I mean, after all, that chick will tolerate anything if she's got the fart around her team. Cream Puff Jim, you're a little gassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Pantheon of Academy, this Janet Yellen has impressed me beyond... Uh, oh, come on. She just makes you feel good about that, that chubbiness you have from your crotch all the way up to your well, nipples. Yeah, but she's absolutely... In my, for my money, there's no situation... She's not thrown by any situation. <laughs> yes, inflation, I agree with you. Inflation, I mean, yeah. nothing throws her. She's nothing got it all. Yeah. When I think of Greenspan or Friedman or those, uh, those people, are, they'd have a nervous breakdown, I understand. Uh, yeah, but, and when you're talking about the three of them, only Greenspan had the hourglass figure. There's nothing like getting ruined from a potbelly woman in charge of... Uh, the money in your country taxpayer dollars to ask the ukrainians to help them cheat an election yeah perfectly normal paul and worth yeah for cream puff jim it was eight months ago that janet yellen the genius said <laughs> oh we'll get inflation under control in, in a couple of years don't worry about it yeah you're but gonna be fine did, did you see her ordering it in china did you see the order she put in yeah <laughs> she earned did that physique in california Last year, late last year, they predicted that California would have a $93 billion surplus. How'd it work out? So far, it's, it's, it's over $30 billion deficit this year for California and those geniuses. Oh, Thanks, boy. John. Thank you. You see, that's the other point to remember. None of their promises not only not come true, they're the exact opposite of the predictions. You see, this is why you have to keep funding it, because they don't have one not one policy that works as if it was sold. They're like the communists. That's why Joe Biden fluff your paymaster, Xi Jinping. But I got news for you. Not all of us are going to go quiet. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Is this the Himalayas Kung Fu? When grasshoppers sold out to the Chinese communist leader? Did you see the look on Xi Jinping's face? I mean, as much expression as he could have. It was phenomenal when he looked at the corpse. I mean, the so-called president of the United States with his funeral, funeral director standing next to him, Anthony Blinken. In the meantime, we often talk about the tale of two justice systems. Here's something I find interesting. I just got an update right before I came on from the center square. Prosecutors are seeking a life sentence for four former Commonwealth Edison leaders convicted of conspiracy to bribe former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. So let me get this straight. The company came up with the idea to bribe Madigan? 
The company, and those guys are already went on trial, and now they're going to be sentenced. But what about Mike Madigan? When's his trial date? I think he's at his house in Dublin, the mansion, the castle, with the custom countertops real low, so he feels like a man. Right? Whatever happened today? So Mike Madigan, the most successful mafia boss in world history, still not on trial. But the company, they came up with the conspiracy to bribe him. Mike Madigan never had a cell phone. Boy, if only he had a cell phone. Interesting. And, and what's the ramification of the Democrat mafia posing as a political party? Well, 100 years in Chicago. How's that look for you? I wonder if prosecutors will seek a life sentence for a notable felon, repeat felon, scumbag, walking the streets, destroying the lives of innocent people. In a breaking news update, the man charged with attacking a woman on the Mag Mile will be in court today. That man... This man, 52-year-old Bruce Diamond, charged with aggravated battery. He was arrested Monday afternoon. Chicago police say minutes before his arrest, he threw a large object, potentially a stick, at a woman on Ontario near Mid. Notice how the media said it's a stick? It was reported to be a log. After all, it practically killed the woman. Michigan, right near the Burberry store, that victim was hit in the head, seriously hurt, so much so she was taken to the hospital in critical condition. A witness nearby told CBS about seeing the entire attack unfold. Now, by the way, I'm going to let you play the witness, and it'll lead you to understand why we're in this predicament. There is no stick that could put the woman in the hospital. It was a large log that he threw at her head. And she, I don't know what this, she was in critical. So listen to how it's reported. And then ask yourself, do you think the guy who's the witness, what are the odds he's going to vote Democrat anyway? When I looked up, I just seen him throw the stick. So when we try to get to him to stop him, she was on the ground. So when I try to make sure she was okay and make sure she was great, she was bleeding. It's not clear right now if the woman was targeted or if this was a random attack. Does it matter? But federal prosecutors are going to put ComEd execs. Listen, I don't care what you do with them. Anybody that goes along with the mafia deserves what they get, including the residents. Oh, yeah. See, the hardest part is to see all of the residents that for decades just voted Democrat because they wanted to get some job. All of a sudden, the chickens are home to roost and they're complaining. It feels unbearable. There's a lot of talking going on. I think we need some serious policy changes. Well, why'd you vote Democrat? They told you what the policy was. We're going to let the the mayhem free. We're going to empty the prisons. They told you that. Now you don't like it? Why? Oh, because you can't go for a walk. Westtown residents are turning up the heat tonight on city leaders to address recent crime. Thank you for joining us. I'm Scott Schneider. And I'm Don Hasbrook. Their biggest concerns, armed robberies, smash and grabs, and carjackings. By the way, they got a new prospectus among CPS honor roll students like they did in El Salvador and Guadalajara. Tanya and Terrell, apparently they are boxing people in. Detectives are working to track down the suspects. In one case, a woman was beaten and robbed. The first incident happened just after 11 o'clock last night in the 4400 block of North. See, now if you give life to these guys, maybe it'll stop. In the meantime, it'll turn into the third world it deserves because the people voted for Democrats. We'll be back in 21 hours. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.